0: Mondays Terrace Podcast, a, pod, a, a podcast brought to you in association with the noises that Charlie Dunn makes on his Instagram story. Uh, we're once again here in Glasgow, uh, in the leafy south side, and today I'm joined by two men knocking at the door for an international call up, mainly through running out of bodies right now, but it worked for Stevie Hamill, so it'll work for us too. Hello, Stats King Craig Anderson. Hello. And hello, Stone Cold Andy Hatton. Hello. And, and Graham Thillis. So let's get underway and discuss how we're going to win the Euros, will we? Um, so. On well, Saturday night we saw Scotland absolutely scud Albania 4-0 uh, with goals from Ryan Fraser for opening his account for Scotland double from James Forrest also opening his account for Scotland and one for
2: Stephen Fletcher so what are we writing? it's hard it's hard to be overly critical. I, I will start with a <laughs> I start by being overly critical though. I think the, I don't think the score flattered us because Albania were hopeless, but I do think there were still some signs of the same frailty that existed in the Israel game in the sense that the midfield was a bit wide open at times and the right hand side of the defence both especially the full back and the centre half down that side could be got at and that's a worry for Israel because they were strong down the left but having said all that the, the vibrancy of the performance just the attitude of the players and everything was so so much better than that that game and it does kind of give you a wee bit of positivity where there was a real real shortage of it beforehand
1: Yeah that was when you look at it it looks on paper like a, a difficult time in Albania weren't that impressive when they came to Hamden and um, and so that makes it it's, it's not as difficult a game as it's likely to be against Israel and never was going to be but it's away from home Scotland's record away from home is, is pretty poor uh, the fact that they've had so many calls especially in defence I mean we're playing McKenna and Bates who six months ago no one would have imagined would be playing those two at centre half um, I think i would seen
2: that with two and a half years ago they played against each other in the championship yes. so
1: yeah, and can it shows partly how far they've come, and also partly how weak we are in that area. The fact that we had, you know, people like Christy playing, um, Fletcher was coming back. I mean, if he'd said it, if he'd said to me again about two weeks ago that Stephen Fletcher imagine, would be back centre forward, if away if at you Albania, imagine
2: at the end of Strachan's reign you wrote down this team and yeah. said this is the team that's going to be you're, you're the first one you would be who the fuck is McKenna yeah. <laughs> right, Ryan Christie who are? Yeah.
0: Uh, just, I mean, just on that as well I mean, despite all the drama and the build up and all the call offs and all the various jokes about how the one, like the one I made at the start of the show about how we were about to get called up I mean, when the team was announced it was one of the first things I thought was I very far from disliking
2: the mm-hmm. team Yeah, they're yeah. Um, there wasn't, I think there was that hysteria about the, the call offs, but almost all the call offs were defenders. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a very, very interchangeable pool of especially central defenders. We've got about mm-hmm. eight guys that are about as good as each other. Yeah. So it kind of was like, you know, it's not a big and then, deal. And you looked at the the leagues the players played in I think I think there was only two or three lower league players in the entire squad, and the rest were either playing Scottish Premiership or, or English Premier League. Yeah. So it's not like you're you're relying on boys mm. at a League One or something. And
0: again, when you look at the call offs as well, particularly mid, as you say in, in midfield as well, call-ups when the call offs are people like uh, Kevin McDonald, I'm not really sure that's that's a bad thing no. for us because no. we we seem to have this insistence that we're going to play Kevin McDonald despite the fact that. I don't think I don't I don't know anyone that particularly rates him in there. And that mid, the the midfield that we played, I absolutely adored. I, I oh, thought yeah, it was absolutely fantastic.
1: I, I was I was pretty happy. I, I agree with you, Graham, on the fact that I wasn't disappointed with it, The the team that they had, and actually the fact that we were so short in defence forced us to play a formation that actually suits the players we've got better. <laughs> and that I don't think would have happened if we had all those guys fit you know, the other center half's fit and Tierney fit
2: um, I think he would have played 4-4-2 four, four, he would have played Tierney right back and it's hard to tell what yeah, but, yeah,
1: but, but I mean even going back to say Mulgrew being fit and uh, a few of the other centre-halves I agree with you I think two days before yeah, he would have played four four two. 2 but, yeah. but going back I mean he'd, he'd been pretty determined to play three defenders the whole way through uh, and I think the fact that I mean we'll never know whether that was what he was going to do if he had everyone available to him but the fact that he didn't it just made a lot more sense you had Robertson playing left back which is where he's comfortable with and where he knows what he's playing um, I right, hate the two set halves, you can not do really much about them but yeah, you
2: could get the two wingers
1: and yeah, that was yeah, yeah and uh, that, and that uh, that's what I was going to come to that was the crucial bit you've got two wingers who are in really good form in Ryan Fraser's case kind of the form of his life so far yeah um, Yeah, we haven't really seen them. I mean, we haven't seen Forrest. We didn't see him when he came on at all against Albania um, the first time round because the way 3-5-2 works doesn't particularly suit wingers. It doesn't um, doesn't
0: particularly suit a huge number
2: of all No, no, I know. You need to play two strikers and we've barely got one good enough. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 And and then you've got, again, a lot of options in midfield. Now, it didn't really have so much of an impact, the the midfield shape, I guess, in the sense of the, the, the middle of it. But, it did just lend itself to having a few more bodies there, a bit more support. So you know Patterson and Robertson could go forward. They had somebody in front of them who was comfortable in like, dropping back if they needed to. It made a lot more sense. There was maybe a wee bit of a risk that it didn't look. It maybe looked a bit too offensive, the the way that they were they went with it. McGregor has been doing really well in that kind of similar position for Celtic, but away from home when a, a kind an of inexperienced Scotland team were playing together there was maybe a wee question as Graeme said there's not really anybody else because McDonald's the other one he chooses and he's been pretty hopeless for but us so but.
2: you're talking about that, that three I wouldn't want to play that three away to Spain or something no, yeah, no. but we're not playing away to Spain we're playing Albania and Albania are shite we saw that Albania yeah, so, so, so. but also Israel are better than Albania but they're not much better no. than Albania we can play that three in these games In in the sooner we I think having a holding midfielder is fine and we should still have someone who sits but we've still got McGregor and Armstrong, are intelligent players and, and Christy likewise and so they, they know that you don't leave a big gap
0: and as, as well as that with in, in Armstrong and in particularly McGregor you've got guys that are I mean McGregor just looks incredibly fit mm-hmm. and I know, it was, I know it was, it was something I was doing around on Twitter last week highlighting that Callum McGregor not being injured for like two hundred games yeah. or whatever it was is, is amazing. And it, again, I looked at it initially. And that's like, right, fine, fair enough. But it is, I mean, he has played so much football, and again, doesn't look at any point like he's he's tired by it at all. Um, I think that your point of the two wingers is quite interesting as well because it's a sort of generally accepted fact sort of thing that if you play two wingers, you're going to get exposed. Which may or may not be true against better teams. Fine, but in Forest and Fraser, you don't. It's not too. They're not two classic sand dancing wingers who are going to mm-hmm. stay out in the wing and not come back and track back and help. The two of them, again, put in such a power of work to make sure that their fullback isn't exposed, which when your fullback's Callum Patterson, that's probably a real yeah. benefit yeah. in that sense. He went, well, this, uh, I don't want to, again, as you say, I don't want to be terribly critical about anybody in the team because you won 4 nothing. But Patterson was really Really
1: really struggling Out there Yeah, yeah he, he was the weakest Element of it um, Gresta It's kind a, of it's in a in position England. he's yeah. not
2: And it's Gresta And Gresta's looked Pretty rotten for Rangers yeah. So far But the um, Parson's not played Right back in years and yeah. Even when he did Play right back He wasn't known For his defensive no. ability So much as he's kind of rampaging up the wing like a like he it just doesn't he doesn't look like he fits on a football pitch. The big stupid mustache makes it all the better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he has a chaos factor play that we've talked about so much. Mm, yeah. I was advocating prior to Tierney's injury starting in Patterson at centre forward. Um, yeah. now now when you see the performance of Fletcher you're probably thinking he's just a bit more refined than anyone else we've got. You so, know, well, I came across an interesting start with Stephen Fletcher, where he's scored. It's nice.
0: He's, that was his tenth goal in 21 competitive games for Scotland, which once again proves that you can make anything sound good with statistics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seven of seven of them were against Gibraltar and Malta. Yeah, but at the same time, he still scored. 10
2: goals yeah. and 21 competitive internationals which puts him up there with just about any yeah, and he, should, he, should, uh, he should have scored against Wales I'm still furious about that <laughs> <defensive> <laughs> goal. I was sitting right in line with the touchline there and the ball did not go fucking anywhere it? <laughs> the, uh, in
1: fairness to him I mean he was in for a I don't think anyone thought he would score actually when he, when they saw his name in the team because that's not really what Fletcher's in for no. he scored three this season for uh, Sheffield Wednesday and he scored three all the last season so he's not in there as a, a centre forward that's going to he goes what he's in there for is what actually he offered he offered um, especially when you've got a midfield like we had a really kind of attacking one that you've got Forrest um, Fraser Christie Armstrong McGregor all capable of breaking yeah. beyond them. and what he did was he held the play up pretty well and he got them into the game a lot he, he had a good game and I think there's times where using Fletcher works and it's, it's all about kind of horses for courses and using people in the right formations in the right games and, and his hand was maybe forced but as you guys said in terms of that game it was the right to, to go with an attacking team for that game there was no point sitting in against a team as bad as Albania and having Fletcher up front and allowing these midfielders getting beyond them actually worked um, yeah they, it, it was a good performance and, it, and it's Started well. I mean, maybe just looking at the goals a wee bit, the or in fact just the performance in general. It was just a really mature performance. Al- Albania were happy to stick a boot in and or a head. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> and, and Scotland never rose it at all. I mean, they went. They kind of rode out. a bit first five minutes, so it were slightly ropey. Yeah. But no, nothing happened in it. But they rode that out. Scored a really great goal. Then there was the centre-off It could have been one of those games Where everyone lost their heads Or that um, Albania kind of got into it And they were under Scotland were under pressure Against 10 men and, Or they couldn't figure out How to break down that team yeah. again let got get a second But they just did pretty much everything right They played the game really smartly
2: yeah, and I mean uh, yeah, We'll talk about the first goal It's exactly what you want to see From a Scotland team It's hunting down the ball in packs And it's yeah. something if you were to say what are Scotland good at at football running working really hard and yep. being aggressive is the first thing that you think about with a Scotland team and the second thing you think about is really good wing play that's like mm. the a kind tradition of Scottish football it's, it's
0: one of my favourite things like possession football and wing play is something which in theory if you believe if you believe everything that's written Scotland <laughs> invented that yeah. Yeah, that side yeah. of the game and and we've, never, we've always had guys that are fantastic winners always through uh, my history
2: of watching, Sc- watching Scotland and it's only in the past couple of years it's kind of disappeared yeah. from the national team as well but but then you, you bring you bring that in and you've got Christie, you've got McGregor both hunting in packs mm. chasing down that ball winning it back um, a lot of the time I think that that challenge it's definitely not a fill. You expect the referee to give a foul when um, not when, Christie goes mm. in, when McGregor goes in. So I would really play. I thought the referee was excellent actually. Yeah. Um, and then Fraser, yeah, Fraser gets on that, and, and you're watching Fraser, and you're like, you know, he's going to shoot, and you're like, he's going to score because the guy's just in su- such phenomenal form yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Had had he not pulled out of the last squad, I think we would probably have probably have still won, even regardless of all the nonsense. Yeah, that's I think, going yeah, I think on. Sure. Um, just because he just gives you a a, a spark, something that you yeah. don't get from anyone else. Hopefully, this is the start of him getting a run of games in the Scotland team. Because if you look at that squad and you say who's our who's our best performing best players, it's Robertson and Fraser. That's the two that yeah. are playing at highest level. Well,
0: just on that as well. At which point do I have to sort of publicly admit that I was entirely wrong about Ryan Christie? Because it's been it's been I've I've been sort of hanging on the fence here because I've. I've I've been of the opinion I think I've said before that I never thought Christie would be a Celtic player yeah. essentially I don't think he had that ability within him I thought, I thought he was man the match from, from yeah, I he thought he was, was great. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought throughout the game he was absolutely fantastic and just the way that he was moving the ball he he's just playing with so much confidence Just now. and of course it, it, so much of football as we know is, is dependent on player confidence and how well they're playing at that particular moment in time um, and that's absolutely fine, but I, th- I I thought Christie put in as, as good a performance from a, a Scotland central midfielder going forward. <laughs> yeah. We've had a lot of Scotland midfielders over the past few years who have put in great performances of just doing double work and yeah. scrap and graph, but the, the guile that he added
2: he, he added to the Scotland midfield was absolutely yeah. fantastic. I think I, I mentioned to someone who was, who was talking about it that Christie and McGregor, in particular, are very, very un Scottish players. Yes. The way they play the game, you don't see you see the the type of pass that kind of low floated ball that Christy played for the oh I say the fourth goal the Forest uh, scored the the it's just like that vision out of defence and, and slinging it and it's so, I don't know the, the weight of the pass was just perfect and that was constant through the game the weight of his passing was superb from deep. So
0: I was I, I was going to wait until we I, I will skip skip slightly ahead on this but I absolutely think that that fourth goal is being massively underplayed and again I understand that we are playing Albania and Albania were rubbish they were down to 10 men they were 3-0 down but that fourth goal is as good a goal as I can remember Scotland scoring Um, Robertson wins it pings it off to Fraser pings it to McGregor who absolutely launches uh, Robertson absolutely fires a pass into Christie, who's screaming for the ball who takes it about knee height in one touch kills it and then pings it onto Fraser who's already on his bike who just as, as you say, the way to pass on it is just unbelievable. Um, cuts inside, drops it on Forrest, and at that point, you think just hit it. Yeah. But then takes a phenomenal yeah. touch, which if he meant it, I no idea. Takes it, the out the game. No yeah. idea what he meant I, I, yeah.
1: I would give him the credit. that He meant it. I think. Yeah. It
0: just and it, it was it is one of one of the best Scotland goals I've ever seen. Um, and it, it, every every time I've watched it, I've been surprised at more like. Why aren't people raving about this? This was an incredible goal from back to front in about five passes. It was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, um, Do we have to say we're a wee bit lucky with the second? The penalty? I mean, that wasn't a penalty, I don't think, was it? I, I
2: couldn't yeah. I, I couldn't tell I, none of the replays were that good the first yeah, time. Yeah, the know. first time I watched that and I was like, Well I, I was watching that free kick and I was like, there's no way this is going anywhere. You could yeah. tell you could tell the way the players were lining up. It's mm. like you know, nobody's scoring this. <laughs> That's where you need Charlie McGrew in the team. Yeah. Um <laughs> and the, my first thought was that was they had ball on the wall. But then you watched it back and there was, was never a good close replay, angle yeah. at all.
0: I mean the the referee immediately was looking for it, all the Scotland players were immediately looking for it and I know you Judging the judging reaction of the players isn't always the best um, but the way they reacted I didn't. I, I was the same I didn't really see a huge amount yeah.
1: but I think yeah it kind of felt like one of those ones where because everyone's so clustered together in the wall it's kind of hard for anyone to make a really obvious move with their hand I yeah. thought
2: maybe but as you yeah. say it's kind of hard to tell but it's, it's, yeah, I think with, you know, it's funny with like in modern football and all the cameras you get in the ground I've not actually seen a camera which showed where the no. ball hit no, yeah. they, very, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. they very much had a championship setup. up, didn't yeah. they, <laughs> yeah, the There
2: was one that like, I don't know, um, I, I've, um, got, I was watching it in HD, and a big, bit of a humble humblebrag of everything I call it there. i think I've <laughs> got HD. I think most people go HD these days, but um, it was one of the cameras behind the goal where the, the resolution was just awful when they showed you HD and it was like such a lag on the picture. And I was like, yeah, there's definitely not uh, top-of-the-range camera equipment out there no. in Albania yet. Um but yeah I mean so as I say my, my sole negatives about the game were a lack of there was just I just watched the first 20 minutes 25 minutes even the whole first half of the game you had a few question marks about it being very similar to the Israel game in terms of the defensive shape yeah after we were after we were 1-0 up and against 10 men and then 2-0 up we were brilliant but the question is and, and I do think we will beat, um, beat Israel on Tuesday night tomorrow night and um, mm. But I think trying to. People were overly, overly optimistic about that. And, and it's like you can't have an, an in between. You can't mm, have yeah. to swing from it's, pessimism it's, yeah. to extreme optimism. That was a good Scotland performance, but there have been several better performances. I thought that, for example, even though we only won one now, the performance at home to Slovakia in the last campaign was substantially better than that.
0: Yeah,
2: And there wasn't any kind of similar hubris about the performance It was hubris about the fact we might have we had a chance of qualifying but because we, we bossed a very good team for 90 minutes that day and we bossed a, a very very poor team the other night and the fact we won 4-0 fine good that's great yeah. but there's no need to always get so carried away
1: No but I think it, I think it's about the context of it so it's the fact we were away from home the fact there was a lot of young players the fact that I think optimism was pretty low because of yeah, the number I of calls it's, and it's it's as much I think sort of in, they're pleased bec- through a lack of surprise as much as anything else because the expectations I mean I think a lot of people expect the best we get a draw out of that and we I mean, we're always going to have to win the Israel game anyway but then we go into it kind of low confidence yeah. and everyone would think we were, we were kind of doomed not to get through whereas I think obviously now, as you say it kind of always flips between euphoria and kind of sheer depression and there probably is somewhere in the middle but it was really nice to watch a Scotland game twenty minutes to go, in fact forty five minutes to go, and there was just no danger that we were gonna lose it away from
2: home. I was I was this I always talk to this every time, I was disappointed that we were four 0 up in about an hour and we didn't yeah, distract enough, stamp enough. Yeah. It didn't matter, as it turned out like it could have been it could have come down to um goal difference in terms of if we won the group whether we got a home semi final or not, right. that doesn't matter now. Now if we win yeah. the group, we will because we'll have more points, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I do wish one day Scotland would go out and just actually a... beat someone ten 0 like just do it. Yeah,
0: just uh, on that as well. So on Tuesday night, so tomorrow night we fresh uh, from washing seven plus uh, Guatemala on Thursday. Israel have arrived in Glasgow. <laughs> They, I also accord, they also they <laughs> also, according to Soccer base, had hundred percent possession in the game. So I would say And they only
1: won seven. I was mean, only scoring <laughs> seven, is it's a pretty low number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Just they had
0: hundred percent possession according oh, wow. to Soccer base and uh, scored seven past Guatemala. do yeah. you know I love international friendlies which make no sense yeah. whatsoever. Israel versus prob- Guatemala.
1: Probably played in like Cameroon or something yeah, yeah. as well so or, uh, Like Craven Cotton yeah, that, sneaker, yeah. uh,
2: I, that, um, I remember Estonia for a while where they seemed to be doing a two of the yeah. world, and like they were playing teams yeah. from the Pacific and teams from the Caribbean. <laughs> and you're like, What the hell's going on? Why are the playing some kids
1: in Nevis? Hey, I know international friendlies or something else. but go, go, what a weird are yeah. Going for the Pep other school of uh, just passing the ball about without really doing anything. I presume yeah. they were 7 0 up within about the first 50 minutes, and then as Craig got annoyed, but they just <laughs> didn't. Yeah, should have been going for uh, 50. 50, uh, um, So
0: is there a lot <laughs> I did find the permutations of this whole thing quite frustrating on the basis that regardless of beating Albania for nothing doesn't actually count no, for anything no. um, and if we don't win on Tuesday night if we'd won on Tuesday night we'd have been fine yeah. you know, regardless but yeah, a lot of it frustrating is there any
2: changes that you would make any changes that they could make to the Scotland team for Tuesday night um, well you can't you can't change that team because the one position that you'd have maybe said there was a question mark about was right back mm-hmm. but there, there, there isn't another there. one in the squad there's no one else Yeah. To the extent that I would have taken Patterson off at half-time because I thought he was going to get another booking and mm. end up getting suspended. But there isn't another right-back there. Yeah. It has to be him at right-back. And and unless that, you want to go totally mad and play uh, Jack Hendry there. <laughs> Hendry or Shinny, who've yeah. Shinny aye, got, yeah. got to Cup final at right-back. But So it is, it is the same team. I don't see, unless there was an injury, why you would change it. Um, yeah, no. It's not like it's not like going from that Albania away game, home game where he picked the same team even though he'd made... Two subs yeah. at half to, or two subs at yeah. really change the game, and he stuck with McDonald regardless. Yeah. This time, all those players, and I'm criticising Patterson's performance. Patterson put a shift in and, and was not terrible, it's just he's out of position yeah. for yeah. what he is. He's the question mark. The rest of them played really well. You wouldn't change it. If you were going to make one change, it probably would be McTominy and for Armstrong. I thought McTominay. Who I still haven't decided if he's actually a good I player know, or not. Thought he was good when he came on, um, yeah. but Armstrong's better. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: It's just uh, the only question would be whether. Um, players are fit enough to play the mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you would again, you'd imagine
1: you'd imagine they're fit enough to play there the were game. About two games a few probably seventy percent, the, the, yeah. the last sort of twenty twenty five minutes yeah. of the game on Saturday. Um, I do to think I wouldn't change anything either. And I think Patterson has had a game at right back again now, so it makes it yeah. at least he's got one under his belt, <laughs> and he can. I, 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 I mean, the, the, not to go into this too much because it's quite a tiresome debate, but the Tanya the, thing if you're playing against those similar level teams and you think that 4-4 four, four, or four one four one one 4 one sort of roughly what we were playing, yeah. if that's the best way of doing that, is he pretty much your best option at right back or is, yeah, it O'Donnell, is. is O'Donnell the other the, I, the other option really? So we'll maybe come into this one. We, oh, we get, obviously know yeah, that yeah, I am yeah,
2: yeah. an enormous Stephen O'Donnell fan but I do think t- if you're tracing if you're between the two I would pick Tierney at right back every day because I think he's capable of playing it. He's not obviously a natural right back but unlike some players that you pick out of position, at least kind of knows what he's yeah. doing. It's just he's just playing fullback, but on the other side, it's yeah. not like you're putting a centre half out there. No, it's just his wrong I foot.
0: Just, I just i i always think the the team right back things kind of funny because. Tierney will never have played right back in his life. Yeah. On the basis that if you're left footed you play the, you would play <laughs> yeah, left yeah, back and you yeah. play left mid, there's no there's no <laughs> alternative for you. Because you're left footed that's where you go. Whereas if you're right footed, if you're Graham Alexander for, where, yeah, yeah. for mm. example, you play centre half, you play centre mid, you play right back, you play left mm. back, and you deal all you deal with all of it because at some point you've not had a left footed player in your team, so you've had to go out there. Tierney I on it, the very gen, I would not be surprised if it was the first he'd ever played it right back yeah. when he turned out there, and that's understandable. That it's going to be a learning curve for him, but I've always taken the view that James Forrest in front of him is always going to help him as well because Forrest mm-hmm. is always going to help his full back regardless. Mm-hmm. The two of them know each other very well. They know each other's game. They know that they'll be able to back. Who knows who they'll be able to back them up there as well. So yeah, that's yeah. my good.
1: Anyway, apologies for adding to that. No, you're the absolutely a no, no, no. Dull debate. Anyway.
0: Um, so be, do we all think we'll win on
1: Tuesday? Yeah I do. I do I think so now yeah. I think I think
2: yeah. I would always have practiced to beat Israel at Hamden I think going out there is a challenge but even though we were atrocious we're in that game out there up. we mm. were still a goal up and we yeah. were still uh, they didn't do that much they scored twice and they could have scored more but McGregor pulled off a couple of saves but I wasn't like going away going out Israel are really a team to worry about <laughs> no. um, I, mean, I mean they
1: literally are Roughly about the same as us. We're all in. The, I mean, we're in this, this group because this is about the standard. I, I, so. But but they are probably slightly worse. And the forms been rubbish. And our home form in competitive games is pretty good. Uh, the the only thing I could see potentially happening. I think we'll win, but as if we haven't scored yeah, yeah, by the yeah. hour mark, and then we just. But,
2: we're, we're, we but the last panicky, campaign, but, we yeah. we did it over and over again. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know true. there's a different yeah. different bunch of players, but it's not. I think the crowd the good thing about the crowd at Hamden and the best, the best thing about that 4-0 the crowd at Hamden will get behind the team for 90 minutes tomorrow now yeah. if they've lost 1-0 yeah. that may not have happened yeah. but the crowd will be there I think people want McLeish to do well he hasn't done well mm, yeah. and, and I, don't think he, I don't think he can be in the job mm. much longer regardless but I don't people want him to do well because he was a likeable player and a likeable guy the first time he was a manager and so on so the crowd will be behind them And I think the other thing um, just coming into the game is I just think I don't think Scotland lost at Hampton in that last qualifying game. No, I don't think they've lost at home since Germany 3-2. I'm pretty sure if I'm And we won. We beat Slovakia. We beat Slovenia. We almost beat England. Yeah. My biggest concern is all these games, they always fucking finish two each. <laughs> last minute equalizer he two each England, last minute equalizer he Poland, Republic, Czech, Republic, Czech Republic, two yeah. each all the fucking time. Again, Germany could
0: quite easily finish two each. Spain, 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 Spain so, was
2: 3 2. That's what we need to worry Get, I, won't uh, be, I won't be happy Until we're Three no. goals ahead <laughs> <laughs> and Three goals ahead With 15 minutes Or less to go cool. yeah. So talking of hubris um, As we've just discussed
0: We've beaten Albania A tiny wee bit so we're going to beat Israel And now we're going to Win the Euros So with that in mind We've each picked A squad of players That are going to lift The Henri Delonide Trophy on the 12th of July 2020 at Wembley so we've got our 23 players yes. we've got a Scotland squad Um Craig I believe has also provided us with uh, where the players are going to be playing <laughs> yeah that that's
2: right. I thought I need to go in all this if you're naming your squad you, you always when you see an international squad name, it <laughs> yep. there is always a bracket after it that tells you mm. what club they're at I have not done that but I will also no. I'll,
0: I'll do it on the fly yep yeah. alright let's do that so yep. we'll start with three goalkeepers which I imagine may have a fair amount of crossover yeah. here so I have also, I've got Alan McGregor, who will presumably still be Rangers, yeah. uh, Craig Gordon, who by that point will be playing for Hearts, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Xander Clark, who will be playing for Peterborough.
2: Well, I've got McGregor, Rangers, Gordon, Hearts is what I've written <laughs> down, and I have uh, Celtic's uh, number one, Scott Bain, um, who will inexplicably <laughs> be number one goalkeeper at Celtic and not have been found out yet. And, and we'll... not having had to make a, make a say yeah. in, two years, in two years. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've gone McGregor, Rangers, Gordon, Let's see Hearts. Um, I haven't done it either. I haven't done the teams, but I'll, I'll do this on the, the fly. Um, and then I've just put on form third goalkeeper. Uh, I, mean, Alex, <laughs> I mean, I actually couldn't give a set, toss. We'll yeah, yeah, to say Xander yeah. under Clark, uh, and he'll be at uh, Milo. I don't know. Don't <laughs> yeah. Great,
0: great, great show. And again, on this at, at the moment, it's with goalkeepers as well. It's, it's very difficult to predict. Uh, I mean aside from the fact it won't be Jordan Archer. Yeah it's, it's my main it's my main prediction <laughs> yeah. on them. The the three of them, if they're fit, they will go. Um if not it'll be whoever's the chief McDonald <laughs> yeah. plays for that I'll probably fall cut again, I mean, yeah. Dundee, Dundee United, whatever he's turned up at that point. So I think if we do it it's sort of three at a time, so I've got, I've got the next three defenders. Uh, my three that de- next three defenders are sorry my, my list has got absolutely mental now. it's on my phone rather than on a big screen. Uh, Andy Rotson uh, Keenan Tierney and Scott McT- McKenna. Uh, Andy Robertson will be playing for Real Madrid. Keenan Tierney will play for Liverpool. And Scott McKenna will be playing for Swansea. <laughs> okay,
2: well, I have. Uh, I'll just go for the first team. I've got Andy Robertson and still at Liverpool. I've got Kieran Tierney uh, doing the hipster stuff at Roma, um, and they'll have the, they'll, they'll have the big squad. They'll have the big, you know, the try hard social media guy will be having like big squad announcements with kilts on and all this shite of the day, and uh, there'll be a big love in Celtic and Roma. You can see it a mile away. Um, and my third, uh, I'll go for the full, all the full backs. Um, right back Stephen O'Donnell who'll be at Celtic by then right. um, and because he'll be, he'll be first choice Celtic right back and he'll be in the Scotland squad yeah. and just as it is now there will be no other right back in the squad alright yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, i I'm going for my my first three uh, Suter who'll still
1: be at Hearts uh, Berra who'll still be at Hearts and McKenna who'll be at Barnsley um, excellent
0: uh, excellent excellent I have uh, again I have Christopher Berra and John Suter as well um, who will both well uh, uh, Berra will be at Hearts uh, Suter will be partnering uh, Scott McKenna at Swansea, Swansea. <laughs> which is definitely where I. But yeah, the two of them will be will be leading Swansea's charge back to mid-table mediocrity in the in English Premiership. And my my final defender actually um, is uh, Chris Cadden. Oh, yeah. oh, no, no! so I've got two defenders to go. I've got Chris Caden who oh. will be playing right back after he's finally been uh, given unleashed the shackles
2: from Motherwell, who he played for Hearts. Oh, yeah. he'll be Hearts right back, and he will be a backup in the squad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll just take well, the liberty of naming four names here. Cause I've got my fourth centre half. I'll, I'll chuck my fourth in as well. Nice so I've got, I've got, I've got um,
0: Michael Devlin, who will still be at Aberdeen. Oh, yeah. um, he will be essentially the new Russell Anderson. So he won't, he won't play, but he'll be so dependable, he has to be in the squad.
2: Um, so I've got. Um, Charlie Mulgrew, who'll still be in the squad um, at LA Galaxy. Um, <laughs> cha- Charlie Mulgrew. So, <laughs> Charlie Mulgrew. He's done going to be LA Galaxy. <laughs> the, the vegan Van Dyke will be still scrolling about. Defense. I know he's this is, the, if, he's,
0: if, he's, if he's vegan, surely he's got to be in, in Miami or yeah. something along the like, uh, can't uh, be, like, yeah, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right.
2: yeah, yeah. all herbal life, right? Yeah. That's all about yeah. yeah. no, um, right. yeah. um, it. No, a guy's a bit, His, his replacement at Blackburn Nova will be Scott McKenna. Um, so Scott McKenna will be there. Um, I've got David Bates fresh from finishing third in the Bundesliga with Hamburg. And uh, i we started the clock yeah. in Hamburg. Oh, yeah, and uh, John Sutter at Rangers. Um, are my four centre back. Mike Michael Devlin's uh, yet another injury, just made right. sure he wasn't involved. I think I've only got Three
1: Four five six. No, I've got seven. So um, I've got Bates who'll so be at Bayern by that point since so they hoover up in even... <laughs> <laughs> sort of the Bundesliga. I nearly wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, uh,
0: imagine how offensive he would look I mean, like, I, I mean, in a I balcony. Well, we he can't can go at a red top.
1: He can't go at a team at a red top. Um, Tierney will be at uh, Espanol or something. <laughs> the, the Celtic fans will have wanted them to go to Liverpool, but obviously nobody's, or somebody good, but well, no, nobody's willing to pay well, for it. Well, so. Robertson
0: moves, moves to Real Madrid to, aye, to take yeah, over Tire- Marcelo, aye. and Tierney goes straight to Liverpool yeah. and becomes immediately a legend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robertson, yeah, I, I, I probably think he'll probably still be at Liverpool, and O'Donnell will be at Rangers. That's uh, so what I reckon. Um, That's me for my defenders
0: Uh, I do not have uh, Stephen O'Donnell In my squad uh, So I must apologise for that But I do have Callum Patterson Which is why I don't have Stephen O'Donnell In my squad Because Callum Patterson Is nominally down in my squad As a midfielder Um, He will still be at Cardiff uh, Mainly because he Found a mad dog supplier Mm -hmm. In Cardiff So he's (laughs) totally fine there he, he, He has no reason To leave there um, but Callum Patterson normally is a midfielder, but essentially
1: could be just about anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Just skipping ahead, I've got Patterson in, but as a striker. Yeah, I do, but also <laughs> as an auxiliary right back. <laughs> like that, <so>, uh, <laughs> that's the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's total football. Well, it's like when you go to the—I was just thinking—you go to like the Euros. They the always the get utility. people where like you seven different positions yeah. that they can play. Like you got to have a couple.
0: Uh, I have Stuart Armstrong um, and as well who will be back at Celtic, and I have John McGinn who will be hold who will be absolutely bossing the
2: midfield. For Chelsea Alongside N'Golo Kante mm. um, Well Matt I don't know if it was Matt Or not But I've got um, Stuart Armstrong Who'll be joining The Jack Ross Revolution At Sunderland <laughs> Alongside <laughs> Scott McTominay Also of Sunderland And Callum McGregor Who'll still be at Celtic yep. And they'll just have um, Sunderland who' have just been promoted From the Championship Inexplicably So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a side figure At the time Yeah It works It's fine I have got uh Ryan Jack, who
1: will probably be at Portsmouth or something. Um, McGinn, who Celtic will have tried to bid for uh, infield to sign him during the summer, so we'll still be at Aston Villa. And uh, Ryan Fraser, who Celtic will have tried to bid for during the summer, but will still be at Bournemouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, Lewis Morgan, um, who will be back at St Mirren on loan from Celtic um, in midfield. Uh, I have James Forrest, who will still be at Celtic and still turn up and down the wing and I have Ryan Fraser who will be at Liverpool we're standing in front of Cairn um, <laughs> Tierney uh, doing heavy metal football oh, yeah. I reckon like, I, the, him, him on the left, hand, the left hand side of Liverpool's midfield rolls Smith oh, yeah.
2: which would be so I've got uh, John McGinn who will still be at Aston Villa um, I have Ryan Christie who will still be at Celtic and I've got um, you bring a young player along for the kind of experience I've got Billy Gilmore on loan at Vitesse I also have Billy Gilmore as well
1: no you will exactly beat a yeah. so that's a good shout um, I don't have Billy Gilmore on my team but I do have in fact everyone else is pretty boring yeah. McTominay at some championship team next season without as soon as Mourinho goes McTominay is off to the championship yeah. but like, there's no doubt about it uh, yeah. I have
0: two more midfielders so I have uh McGregor as well who will still be at Celtic and I'll have I've got uh, Lewis Ferguson as well mm-hmm. who will be at Rangers oh, yeah yeah
1: uh, I think I've only got Armstrong, McGregor, Christie, who'll probably all be at Celtic by that point, and Forrest, who'll be at Celtic. So Celtic will be linked, I think, to five out of, five or six out of the, the whole midfielders that I've got, uh, or either
2: have them in their books or have tried to buy them. And I've got three kind of wingerish players in my squad. I've got other players who could be wingers. I've got James Forrest, Celtic, um, Ryan Fraser, who I think will be at Tottenham, and Glenn Middleton at Rangers, who I think will have... Um, spearheaded their second place in the Premiership yet again. Um,
0: I have uh, I've got um, four strikers as well, so I've got um, Ollie Buck, who will still be at West Grom and still probably won't have played a great amount of football, <laughs> but will have really impressed and a friendly, mm. just in the build-up to it, just by being a big terrifying runner. Um, so he'll be in there. Lee Griffiths, who Will have struggled next year and then in the build up towards the Euros he'll suddenly remember that he can go and play at the Euros mm. for Scotland and he'll set himself down knuckle down and score 30 goals that season for Celtic he will probably I, I imagine he'll lead the line for us uh, I've also got Glenn Middleton in there as well who'll still be at Rangers and again finishing second and my, my final Glenn Middleton is my sort of uh, youth player along the same sort of lines as Billy Gilmer um, but my, my final you, you always got your wild card yeah. striker and it has to be Eamon Brophy. Oh, yeah. Mean, Eamon Brophy has right. to be a well-cut streak. I mean, broadly on the basis that he's had sort of two seasons of proper senior football. This mm. is his second season, He never really got a, a, a great amount of chance at hockey. And if he continues on this trajectory, he will be the one that scores the winning goal at Wembley. Yeah. Um, have you,
2: have you, have you oh, yeah, yeah,
1: sorry, yeah, I'll do it. So, um, it's Stephen Naismith, who will be back at Rangers. Um I'll have Johnny Russell, who will be at... Are Tampa Bay Rowdies still a thing? Or <laughs> some generic uh, 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 MLA. Who's he even at that now? Yeah, uh, Kansas City. Kansas City, right. okay. So he'll be at... Wizards? No, Wizzles the... Wizards of the Are they right? He'll be at the Miami... Whatever they are, the David Beckham team Miami, or something like yeah, that point. The Aye, they'll the they'll, they'll, need, a, they'll the, need a spearhead for the, 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 the new Miami team. The Miami yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll have Yeah. Uh, I'll have... I didn't actually think of a wild card, but it's a good shout, so I'm going to take Phillips out there, who's a very boring choice, and go with Greg Stewart, who will be at Rangers. Um, uh, Joe, and then I've said Patterson, and then Griffiths, who'll be back at Hibs by that point.
2: So I've got my, my four followers, I've got Stephen Fletcher, who, just like in um, Strachan's campaign, he had one good game at centre forward, and then you could of get fucking rid of him. For <laughs> Essentially the top. Yeah. yeah, the same thing's going to happen again. Fletcher will be at Hibs by that point. Uh, back at Hibs I've got um, the spearhead of Sunderland's promotion campaign Ollie Buck um, I've got uh, Callum Patterson still at Cardiff and my final forward will be Lee Griffiths of Celtic who won't have played in any of the qualifiers <laughs> but then i will have decided uh, that he does actually want to play for Scotland again and he'll get picked Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say that um, Western Sydney Wanderers star Scott Brown will have been expressing in interest looking <laughs> Uh, eventually left out of me. he'll have been in the 30s but he'll have yeah. caught
0: fair excellent
2: so if you have anyone that we
0: have missed out on our, on our 23s um, I did actually consider expanding it to the 30s but yeah. I was like 23 I've had enough fun doing this already I can't expand it to the 30s so that's our 23 if you disagree with it if you agree with it let us know who we've missed out tell us where each players are going to get to it. let us know on Twitter we'd thoroughly like to hear from you so we'll finish up the show so we, we generally um, we generally do lower league winners and losers on the, the Patreon, but this week we're going to be doing um, best comebacks on the Patreon as well, which you can subscribe to at terracepodcast slash or Patreon dot podcast, um, for two dollars a month or seven dollars a month, and you'll hear our buying best comebacks patter. Um, so we'll do lower league winners and losers.
2: Does anyone have one to start us off? Um, well, I'll go for Edinburgh City. Um, it's a, an easy an easy one. Yep. Um, amazing season they've been having in general you know they've basically won every single game more or less they lost, they lost one to um, Clyde I want to say a couple of weeks ago um, but apart from that just gone winning they came from 2-0 down to beat Alwa in the um, Edinburgh Cup final, won on penalties and that's I, I found it quite amusing That they've now beaten Four different teams From four different divisions mm-hmm. In the four um, rounds so far So they beat um, Albion over from League 2 East Co-Bride From the Lowland League They beat Arbroath from League 1 And now they beat Alwa From the Championship okay. And they could face um League of Ireland or, League of, or Welsh Premier League opposition in the next round so they have the they have the potential actually to win all se- six of their matches against teams from yes. different divisions without even playing a Colts team so yep. uh, and um, you, can, you can watch the
0: I uh, Brew Cup draw live on the SPFL Facebook page on Wednesday at 1 o'clock oh, that'll be fun
2: <laughs> live from the Scottish Football Museum at Hampton, I believe that's right yeah um to <laughs> say yeah, Edinburgh City. <laughs> uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh City. Um, yeah, just, I mean, it's just the story of Edinburgh yeah, City from yeah. the kind of nonsense that they've been. They got, I mean, they they got promoted and all that, but they've never really done anything. And no, you're now looking at. I still think probably Peterhead will win that league, but they're they're keeping up there. So um, fair play it's, to it's
0: cracking as well because they are. This season they went for a full rebrand and they got a the new badge and stuff and it all just looks really slick and it yes. looks really nice. It's great that they're getting a bit of a reward for that as well. It's thoroughly deserved. Yeah.
1: Um, do you want me to give a winner or a loser? You crack uh, on yeah. field, uh, I'm going to go for two losers uh, and that's Fokker and Patrick Thistle who <laughs> are both shy. Um, so, in a, yeah, so in a weekend where Alwa weren't playing and one of them had the chance to at least... Um, close the gap and make it a bit more interesting at the bottom uh, neither of them could do it it was um, I watched the highlights earlier on. it was not a great game do um, you
0: know what Gary called it, going for his third relegation of his managerial career for the record do you know what he said after the game no it was an outstanding performance away from home a high pressure game the bravery and possession and control of the ball the understanding of how he wanted to play a fantastic performance
1: <laughs> I'm sure I the Party Thistle fans yeah, yeah, felt much uh, it's the same about that I mean it was It, it didn't look very interesting The, the um, Thistle's goal Was I mean there must have been About 8 or 9 Falkirk yeah. players Within the <laughs> Close proximity of it And somehow Evaded them all And then McKee When he scored for Falkirk uh, He looked offside It's actually When you watch the You watch the highlights of it And Because um, Falkirk TV Have got commentary It's kind of Like it's the odd person. You're like, I know who that guy is. Like as a player, and like a sea of anonymous names who you've never heard no, of before. Yeah, Mckee. I know who he, I know who he is. Like, that's fine. I've got some sort of touch point there. I'll uh, I'll,
0: I'll dive in with a winner, um, with, which is uh, Paul Willis and Berwick Rangers. Um, Willis has three goals in a week, or oh, sorry, three three goals in fortnight. Six points and are now, crucially, eight points clear of Albion Rovers, which probably makes them <laughs> That's safe. We're so not winning three more no. games this it's season. Probably, even, probably he, safe for the rest of the season. Even
1: if they sign another ten people from the Scottish 19th <laughs> non-league division. Like, I we got um, I've
0: also got another loser. I've got a couple of losers as well. I've got uh, Don Cowie, who's a loser, um, who went from being like a hard-working, industrious midfielder for Hearts, hard as nails, running about the place, to rolling about the floor holding his face after a motherwell player ran into the side of him and um, to get him set off. So yeah, Don is a loser.
1: Yeah, I've got uh Lyndon Dykes who did uh which maybe seems a bit unusual because yeah, he did score in the Queen of the South Inverness game, but in the last twenty minutes again, good judging by the Alex, but in the last sort of fifteen, twenty minutes he seemed to just completely collapse. Like the amount of times he gave the ball away Inverness to set up, and he was involved in the Penalty as well, where he, he kind of shinned it back into his yeah. own box and uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, there was a couple other ones, and he's so distinctive as well because of his stupid hair. It's really obvious to point him out when he's making a cock up or something. So yeah, that was a, a a good comeback by. Callie, um and to be, uh, it's just really frustrating that they won the other week. Yeah, that yeah, that was
2: so irritating. Got, I nine it. nine draws in a row it could have been but yeah. for that one missed penalty from um whoever it was for thistle that I can't remember. An absolute bastard. Um but it's 10, 10 draws in 14 matches for Inverness. I think we haven't really appreciated that. Inverness are unbeaten and they are nowhere near top of the league. They're not even
0: in touch with yeah, this. They've, they've beaten the club record for,
2: yep. for an unbeaten run now, haven't they?
1: Yes, they mean. are. 25 in the league. So That's unreal. But yeah. still no win. Yeah.
2: They've been more, in that run, they've had more draws than they've had wins so yeah. in total. Because even it's kind of what is it
1: going to be like the Invincible video that comes out like and you know it's like they, whenever there's been an Invincibles like there's a pub just as I walk into work it's a Celtic pub and it's got that big banner that says Invincibles like imagine the local Thistle pub Invincibles position sixth <laughs> goals for 25 goals against seventy two I mean that for Invincibles but uh, it's going to be it's going to be some DVD and nobody's going to buy. I mean I might buy it actually I get you buy it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, can add, he can add it to his
2: uh, his collection of, of weird vinyl. Only like,
0: like
2: if they put it in vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Like> laser disc <laughs> Yeah, so I Inverness the we going to be my not neither winners nor losers. Draws. Our drawers, drawers, um, or both would be the other winners. Um, just, just constantly winning, still unbeaten this season. Five one away to Brechin just getting upset for them to suffer their first defeat when we go and all see them yeah. in uh, January yeah absolutely
0: really looking forward ruining our growth season and then being the reason why they, they don't well, we, we went
2: broad. to we went to watch United when they were flying high in League 1 last season and they lost to our growth so yeah. we're kind of probably repaying that favour yeah, it's
1: kind of like when um, Serie A did that every kind of week they had like the team one team on oh, one yeah. week <laughs> <end>, uh, <opposite laughs> and then the opposition the next so we're kind of doing that in a very long winded way that means we're going to go to fucking yeah, yeah. next year
0: <laughs> <laughs> was really good yeah, stuff I didn't really know whether Craig Moore was a winner or loser going straight from maximum power gym to the SPFL
1: <laughs> I think, Championship. I think the guy who he um, studied he, in the balls is probably guy, a loser. To be honest. I, yeah. to <laughs> yeah, I would
0: say he's probably a loser. Um, <laughs> Craig Moore, I'm going to call him
2: a winner because I'm kind of of <laughs> Last year when I said to United's bottles it crashed after that Aloha game. They went on and won the league the next week. So I don't know whether to putting United as losers or not and the fact that they've gone two weeks without a win now and uh, is the pressure starting to tell on Ian McCall's, um, Ian McCall's entertainers or um, so I don't know what to say about that one but uh, good luck to them in the rest of the season
0: <laughs> on that note I think we're done <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, I think we're mean. done uh, thank you very much for listening thank you very much to Craig and thank you very much to Andy for coming along today um, as I said earlier inspired by uh, Anbert amazing comeback to three each and uh, Switzerland gubbing Belgium we're going for the, the best comebacks um, and I don't know about anything else but I've basically ignored football as a thing for comebacks so <laughs> mine, is, mine is completely out of nowhere so as I say you can listen to that on the Patreon ter- uh, patreon.com slash terrace podcast you can get us on Twitter Facebook um, and uh, I don't know if Instagram's running It depends on if out or not anyway thank you very much have a good week